Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi everyone, and welcome back once more. So how did you get on last week? What was your, your insights, your deeper insights coming? This week in Heart Leadership, we're doing a deeper dive, exploring, knowing what we don't know. We only know what we know, what we've been taught by books, videos, computers, by experiences. That is all we know. Or is it? Is it possible that we don't know what we believe we actually know? What is the root beliefs? What is the, the knowingness within what we know? How do we know what we actually know? <laughs> What makes us, what gives us that form of reality? At one time, I was pretty sure how to get ahead, get a good education, find a good company, work hard, do what I'm told, be loyal, promotions will come. I'll move up the ladder and make more money as I go. I retire with a gold watch, a good retirement, and a few years to live. That's what I knew a few years ago. In less than a generation, most of what I and others thought we knew has been crumbling. The good education isn't the right education, the correct education for today. Once, so-called good companies are shrinking in size and number and many are disappearing. Just look at the high street just now. Were the ones when you were a child, how many are still there? When the giants tumble, they leave behind broken people to reconstruct their lives. That's what's happening with our, our pandemic at the moment. Changing upside down the way we're working. So many people now working from home, talking about hybrid working, maybe two or three days a week working within the workplace to remain there within your home environment. So when companies downsize, right-size, flatten, re-engineer, decentralize, and that's what a lot is talking about just now, many, many uh, 
city centres are desolate just now. They're downsizing, decentralising, coming away from there and maybe going to a few hubs throughout the country. That's what's happening in the UK and many organisations. But in doing so, millions of people are scrambling, often bloodied and bruised. Wages being frozen, benefits reduced, pensions underfunded, benefits stripped from retirees. No longer a ladder, no loyalty, no golden watch. It's only survival. So much for what I knew. Making a leap of faith to change your belief system is simply a matter of choosing to do it. Your left brain, your linear brain knows, I've lost it, haven't I? Mm. What if I'm right? I say finding the faith to live from your spirit is simply a choice. Your left brain knows there must be more to it than that, surely. I'm saying to you that if you choose to live your life from a place I call spirit and you have complete belief in yourself and the rest of humanity, you can provide the glue to hold your organisation together and allow it the great flexibility and resilience to respond to daily challenges in your operating, your living environment. I'm a wacko. I'm an I. Everything that's rational, cognitive, testable, believable, everything that you know to be true says that spirituality has nothing to do with your organisation. Isn't that right? That's something you do at the weekend, you do on a Sunday. Let's now enter a global marketplace. New technologies. And we're into, we're, we're surfing permanent white water. Enter confusion, chaos. Just what is it that we know that is rational, cognitive, testable, believable, that will be true in five minutes from now? Aye. Try as we may to ignore or deny the evidence. Our historic perceptions of reality are being distorted or erased every day. If we are truly rational, we know there isn't much we really know for certain anymore. What is knowing? Is it more than an illusion of one person's perception of the past? Can it be that what I thought was reality isn't what it appears to be at all? Because I'm looking through a strangely tinted lens. Can it be that I'm not the only one? Could there be millions looking through the same lens and thinking they see something that's not there? I've even suggested that something as rational as hard science could be an illusion. Maybe. What is it to know? If you say to me, the sky is blue, I ask. How do you know? To that, you could answer, I can see it. So you can see it. How do you know it's blue? 
I can see this blue you respond, probably with a bit of irritation in your voice. How do you know that the sky is blue? How do you know what you see is blue? I just know, you say. And I continue to probe. How do you know? I don't know how I know. I just know that it's blue because I can see that it's blue. <laughs> At some point in your, your young life, you didn't know that the sky or anything else was blue. You had to be taught. You were taught the only colour you saw in the sky was called blue by someone else who'd been taught the colour of the sky you've got it was named blue and before that someone else and someone else it goes on, on, on we know the sky is blue and the grass is green and so on we know we don't have to think about it we don't have to explain it in fact, most of us would be hard pressed to explain a lot of things we know to be true as evidence by the, the previous conversation. These things in life are the assumptions that we bring to everyday living. They're the things that we think we know because we assume that these things are true. We don't usually challenge them. We make other assumptions and sometimes decisions based on faulty information because some of what we think we know isn't true. If I ask how do you know there's spirit? How do you know there's anything to do with the work you may ask? How do you know there isn't? I would respond. I can't see it or touch it or hear it or measure it. And I answer to that in, so you're saying that to know that something is real, you must be able to see it, touch it, hear it or measure it. I ask. That certainly makes it a lot easier to believe, you say. Do you believe in gravity? I ask. Of course, you reply. Can you see it, touch it, hear it, or measure it? I ask. No, but I can see this specs, you reply, maybe a bit indigently. I look around the room and say, I see nothing. You pick up a spoon and drop it. See the effects of gravity, you say. I respond. I can see gravity's effects when I look for them. When you point them out, I can also see the effects of spirit in the workplace when I look. I can even point them out to you in a spirit-respecting workplace. When we begin to challenge what we know and what we don't know, we often discover that what we think we know isn't true at all. We think we think we know only because we don't know what we don't know. We are born, born with spiritual knowing. It's what we knew before we knew anything else. We trusted people to take care of us when we needed help. Why else would newborns cry for help? As we grew older, we were taught things that contradict this deep knowing. 
and we begin to feel that we don't know the things that our hearts and spirits know. We're dependent only what others have taught us. We don't. We've forgot to trust our own inner knowing. Our companies and indeed our civilization, our humanity, are crying out for the, this knowing. We know. We just don't know that we know. So we think we don't know. This deeper knowingness within us that we've not say we've chosen, we've been programmed, shall we put it, to forget, temper our inner knowingness. For me, it's about unlearning, learning all these maybe false beliefs. And that's very challenging for us. And in the, uh, the psychology world, the world of human factors and organizations, we talk about something called cognitive dissonance, where it puts against each other our, our, our left brain and right brain are it, 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 it fighting with one another, bouncing off each other, don't quite get it. The linear rational brain doesn't get it, doesn't compute as a thing. So how does all this relate to questions that I gave you earlier? We don't know what we don't know. Is it possible we don't know what we believe to know? Then, by extension, is it possible that we know what we don't know? If we hear the phrase, once upon a time, our imaginations click on, in our mind's eye, we can conjure strange and mystical people, places, events with significant definition. A beanstalk large enough for a boy to climb into the sky. A shoe big enough for a large family to live in. Or a wolf that can blow a house down with a <sighs> deep breath. Not only can we do it now, we could do it when we were young. We were able to imagine Imagine then, the ability to imagine is something we had to unlearn. Although we actually change our beliefs in an instant, most of us, especially in the beginning, spend days, weeks or even years unlearning to prepare for that leap of faith. In order to make space to learn something new, we must unlearn whatever's in place. Whatever contradicts our new learning, the old information needs to be erased before the new information can become a functioning part of our knowledge banks. It's the old story of the Zen master and student. And the, uh, the student was watching his Zen master who was saying to him, your brain is like this tea. I'm pouring into this, this cup. He continued pouring and it started overflowing. And the student said, Master, Master, you're spilling everything, you're making a mess. He said, yes, you need to empty the cup before filling it with new knowledge.
as we grow up, we unlearn that beanstalks can grow up to the sky before we, we can know that the giant one we'd imagine wasn't possible. I've suggested that cashless that can make your organisation dynamic or spirit and respecting the spiritual nature of human beings who work within it. I've asked you to know that you may have been viewing your world through a dirty or a distorted lens. I've asked you to know that you and others are loving, lovable, peaceful, trusting, open, accepting, connected, creative, intuitive, and all the things that being in touch with our spirits represents. I've asked you to know that these things you have said, how can I know these things? That's not my experience. Experience is the past. The past is part of an illusion. It was what you were, what you chose to experience, given what you've been taught. I'm now suggesting that you can choose spirit. If you choose to do it, just imagine you could do it when you were three. Your wonder child can choose what experience will be at this moment, right now. You can choose spiritual knowing over your perception of rational knowing. Everyone can. It's a choice. 20th century enterprise has been built around rational understanding. There's only one right answer. We were sure we knew what we thought we knew. For over a decade now, businesses have been referred to as being in a state, a permanent state of white water. Go, 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 go. We're navigating the stormy white water conditions. Similar conditions are happening around the globe. Nothing seems predictable. What we'd known rationally just isn't working anymore. By the time a theory is developed and tested, it's out of date. Particularly in the computer world, the quantum world is going so fast. What worked last year, last month, or even last week may not work today. If we, as humanity, survive, we must give up the definite for the flexible. The new approach talks about thriving in chaos and managing as a performing art. People get scared. How can we lead people through chaos? How can we do management as a performing art? If we don't have a script, we're afraid of losing control. There have been some guidelines, some approaches, some shared experiences. Bottom line is that we're going to leave people under these conditions. We have to accept they are people and not machines. We have to believe that as people, we are flexible and creative and adaptable as the ever-changing conditions in the business environment and within our society. We have to believe that they will discover the right answers for each situation as it presents itself. We have to have faith, faith in them and faith in ourselves. We have to trust them 
we have to trust us. We have to trust ourselves. We have to be an open, intuitive, inspiring, aspiring, and all these things that are rooted in our essential spirit. We have come to know that we didn't know what we knew. This inner knowingness, this ability to dream dear and dazzle our world. And now next week, We'll continue our journey, discovering what you don't know. You know this deeper, innermost, secret self. It's no longer going to be a secret. It's going to be open to all. Open to you, your family, your friends, your community. Till next week, bye now.